As we walk the path with Jesus, a common question is relative to the relationship between God's grace and moral effort in the Christian life. Theologians sometimes use the terms monergism and synergism. Monergism literally meaning one worker and synergism meaning to work with or to work alongside, which implies two workers. So which is it? Is it us or God or both? Well, on the one hand, regeneration, adoption, and justification are all monergistic realities. That is, there's a single actor at work, and that actor is God. In other words, these benefits of our union with Christ are all passive phenomena in which only God acts and we entirely receive. On the other hand, Sanctification is a synergistic reality involving both us and God. Sanctification is a cooperative effort wherein we work alongside God for the purposes of growth in Christlikeness. Now, since the late 19th century, a popular evangelical conception of sanctification is that we ought to, quote, let go and let God, unquote. It's due mainly to the unhealthy influence of what's sometimes called the early Keswick movement. Keswick spelled capital K-E-S-W-I-C-K. While it's a memorable slogan, let go and let God is far from a biblical one. Instead, when we turn to the New Testament and search for images of our role in sanctification, the last thing that we encounter is passive vocabulary. The Bible expects us not to let go and let God, but rather to walk, work, run, strive, struggle, and strain together in cooperation with God who is at work in us by his Holy Spirit in order to bring about our holiness. Ephesians 2.10, Hebrews 12.1, Luke 13.24, Hebrews 12.4, and Philippians 3.13. As it relates to the synergistic nature of sanctification, it's the Apostle Paul who provides for us much of the fund of our language here. Paul saw as clearly as anyone that the grace of God is not merely about pardon for sin, but also about power for obedience. So in 1 Corinthians 15.10, we see him not only describe grace as the divine power that's at work in this life, we also see him make clear that this does not cancel out his own resolve to work and exert great moral effort and obedience. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15.10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Even more obvious in its description of the synergistic nature of sanctification is Philippians 2.12. In Philippians 2.12, we read the words of the Apostle Paul where he says, Therefore, my beloved, As you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but also much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Now, in this text, Paul is clear that both he and God are at work in his present and future salvation. In this context, the term salvation really is synonymous with sanctification, not justification. Similarly, we read in Colossians 1.29 that as it relates to the goal of the maturity of the church, Paul toils and struggles with all of God's energy that he powerfully works within him. Now, that's a stunning truth. So ours is the duty, but God's is the dynamic empowering. In his final epistle, uh, the Apostle Peter calls believers to serve in the strength that God supplies with the net effect that we get the help we so desperately need and God gets the glory through Christ he so richly deserves. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. Without a doubt, sanctification is a synergistic reality. God's grace empowers our moral effort. We work even strenuously, but entirely independence upon the grace of God as mediated by his Holy Spirit. And in this way, Christ is seen not only to be Savior, but Lord and King of our lives. Grace and peace.